0: One of the most critical parts of dropshipping is finding winning products, and I see far too many people playing the guessing game and not having any success, so I actually put together this gift for you. It's the ultimate guide to finding winning products. It's actually the same concepts that I use that lead to $1,000 days in dropshipping for me, and there's a lot of people that ask me, so I've actually recorded this workshop that I did in Chicago and it lays out all the strategies. There's criteria, free methods, paid methods, the works, even some things that even pros don't even know about. And I put this together and bundled it in a gift for you. So all you need to do is go to products.techmoneytalks.com. Go to products.techmoneytalks.com. It's actually my gift to you to help you find winning products, let the data guide you. It's not a guessing game. There, It's right there in front of you. Once you see it, it's a numbers game and it's really awesome. Hey everybody, Brian McCumber here from Tech Money Talks. I am really excited today because we have a very special guest on the podcast. We are fortunate to have Chris Rivera as a special guest on the show. If you don't know who he is, then you're missing out big time because Chris is a leading accounting expert in e-commerce dropshipping and is becoming a major influencer in this space. Chris is a specialist and focus on accounting specifically for dropshippers and digital marketers. Chris is also the CFO of the Silk Road and which those of you in e-commerce should know is Jared Getz's drop shipping product sourcing fulfillment service. Chris is filling a huge need and is staying current in the industry on this fast-paced e-commerce tax strategies. If you're interested in starting an online business to make extra money, you better save this episode in your back pocket and listen to it over and over again because the stories and the tips you're going to learn here will give you the opportunity to quickly launch your own business to help your wallet grow fat. Chris founded the firm e-commerce accountants in 2019, providing services in tax accounting and business Structuring for e-commerce companies. Chris has a team with the expertise to save e-commerce entrepreneurs thousands of dollars per year. And he's a New York CPA, which stands for a certified public accountant. Time is money, and everyone's looking to get a piece of his time. And I'm so happy to have him on the show today. Chris, thanks for joining us, man. How's it going? Thanks
1: for having me. Uh really excited to be <laughs> out. I'm a big, big fan of the podcast. So uh, fan of the
0: podcast. awesome, bro. The man, I appreciate it. How'd I do on the intro? Was that cool?
1: Yeah, it was fantastic.
0: (laughs) Awesome, man. Well, hey, you deserve it, man. And you know what? I mean, I'm really big on looking for the voids in the industry. And that's one of the things that I keep my my mind on, you know, related to tech and looking for those gaps. And I think you seem to be capitalizing on this right now is that, you know, e-commerce is changing. And now say over the past, you know, few years that, you know, now it's really taken off. And, and you seem to be really diving into this space, which I don't think anybody else has. So that's why I'd say definitely you're leading expert here. And it's really awesome with what you're doing. Um, so we're going to dive into all of that stuff. But I'd say maybe for the audience, we could take a step back and you can share your journey into like, you know, accounting, how you got affiliated with e-commerce.
1: Sure. So, um, starting out my career, I uh, started working in corporate America for Ernst and Young, which, for those of you who don't know, it's a massive accounting firm that's global. Yeah. Um, so I had some really, really great experience there. I was there for six and a half years, um, and ironically, I was actually focused in retail, which uh, in corporate America it's really a dying breed. You know, some of my clients were like Barnes and Noble and. Um, uh, s corp and other major major global companies
0: wow Um, each
1: year their uh financial statements because these are public companies they were they were dying people were losing jobs and um towards the end of my career in corporate america um i started an accounting firm and just like many other accountants i um I had a whole bunch of different clients. I had real estate clients, cryptocurrency, uh, you name it. I had all different types of clients. So I actually picked up my first e-commerce client um, about a year into having my own practice. And it was actually Jared Getz. We had a lot of mutual friends. Wow. And um, I saw he was crushing it. You know, this was back before he had the info product. He had his uh, drop shipping store, which he's now infamous for. Yeah. Yeah. and uh, yeah, I, uh, I picked him up, I noticed how well he was doing. And when I did some research into the space, I noticed that there were a ton of other people in the e-commerce space that were absolutely crushing it. So um, I rebranded myself, started focusing on e-commerce and uh, yeah, it's been really great. I was you know one of the first to market um, and kind of behind the scenes, I never really did a ton of marketing other than some basic Facebook ads, et cetera. Uh, been mostly growing through referrals Um, but yeah, it's been a a great ride. Now. I'm, uh, the vast majority of my clients are e-commerce based, uh, many of which are dropshippers, which is really Wow,
0: man. That's awesome, man. For sure. And you touched on a lot of good points. Even one of them, like to, to even take a step back is that about the retail clients dying. And, uh, you know, I've, I've shared that over the past year. I mean, literally like I saw, you know, brick and mortar stores, you know, Toys R Us being closed. And I, you know, going through this, just this Christmas holiday, it's just like, okay, there's no more Toys or Us that people are, because buying habits have changed and more people are buying online as opposed to going to the physical store. So I, like I saw these stores. Uh, so maybe, you know, share your thoughts related to that. Is that what you were seeing?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, as a matter of fact, so what I was doing is I was doing tax planning and tax accounting for these big, huge companies when I was working for Instant Young. Uh-huh. One of my main clients was Barnes & Noble, which is a great example. If you were to yeah. look over the course of time, you know, their profits over the course of history, you see it spike for many, many years. And then over the last 10 years or so, as retail dies, um, there's a correlation with pretty much all retail companies where um, they're losing money. As a matter of fact, um, and this is this is pretty public information, that company is doing so poorly now that um, when, I was, when I was working with Ernst & Young, they actually had a tough time. To, uh, filling C-level, C-suite level jobs. You know they couldn't find a CFO. They had axed a couple of CEOs. Um, wow. Just losing money, and um, that's just the reality in the in the retail world in general. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of ironic because as I was on my way out the door for Instant Young, um, I kind of stumbled across. Uh, e-commerce which is the absolute opposite way where you have these kids that i, I have clients <laughs> that haven't even turned 18 years old that have cleared seven figures in sales it's amazing you know yeah
0: yeah, so, yeah 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 that goes to show man i mean the opportunity a golden opportunity and like the way i like to explain it and you know that's really because the concept of drop shipping has been around since the dot-com boom and i've, I've been around for 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 that long you know since when you know was when amazon was just selling books you know back then and drop shipping was around but it's evolved and now you know what's happened over the past you know say three to five years is that you know now everything's at at your fingertips you know you have the same level of technology at your fingertips just like the big corporations do and then you have access to products with wholesale prices just like the big corporations do And then now you have access to hundreds of millions of eyeballs around the world to market to, just like the big corporations do. And you put all that together and you're in business and you got anybody young, old, and you know, especially young, they're putting that together. And the the only thing they're doing is that they're just taking action and doing something consistently to figure it out. And it's working for them. Right. But I think one of the things and hopefully, and we're going to talk about is like, you know. They're diving in, they're hoping to get sales, they're in business and money's coming in. But the thing that they forgot about is like, okay, what's my tax strategy? How do I plan for this? And is that what you've been seeing over the past few years?
1: Absolutely. Um, And that's not specific per se to e-commerce. That's just a business thing in general. Um, A lot of entrepreneurs struggle with accounting and taxes. So, a lot of times, what happens when I pick up clients is they, uh, number one, oftentimes don't really have sophisticated bookkeeping, which is a disaster because, you know, your income taxes are calculated on your profits. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, what dropshippers do is they'll, you know, pull things from different places and try and calculate their profits in a a quick, quick way. They shortcut it where they forget about the the meals, the, you know, all of the other, the office supplies, all of the other little expenses that accumulate to a big number that reduce your profits. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you, when you inflate your profits, you pay more income taxes. So that's a, a huge issue I see with, with, uh, both new entrepreneurs and also seasoned entrepreneurs that just don't focus on accounting and taxes. Yeah. Um, and Obviously to piggyback off of that, once you have your bookkeeping in order, super, super important to strategize for taxes because there's absolutely ways and, and loopholes that you can take advantage of um, as a business owner. So Yeah,
0: yeah. No, really awesome. And uh, and I'm looking forward to diving into that for sure. But to take one step back, because I think this is actually pretty big because I mean, to to pair up with Jared Gets as a first client, because I think I remember hearing his journey and what was his like story? Like he, as far as like, revenue in 2017 he like was like second to like kylie jenner or something like that or is that the? maybe share that whole story
1: (laughs) funny story um i i picked up jared right before that happened as a client we had a lot of mutual friends we actually went to the same college and uh i uh i I actually ran into him at a party hadn't seen him in years Uh and uh he literally was like hey i had to just fire my accountant. I'm in the market for one. Do you, you know, are you interested in taking on my work? And at that time, you know, I knew nothing about e-commerce really. I had a bunch of different types of clients, none of which were e-commerce. So I said, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm willing to figure it out, willing to work together. Really about three months later, he hit his huge boom in the, I think it was the summer of 17, where um, he was the second fastest uh, growing Shopify store behind Kylie Jenner
0: okay that was. um, i'll
1: never forget he was actually driving from california to florida he um he had a a business prior to that that which he had to close down wasn't doing so hot so he was losing money so he just shut it down and this whole drop shipping thing was new for him and uh, he told me about it before he started driving and about halfway through the drive he's like chris i'm making all kinds of money in sales what do i do you know i said don't worry i mean you know taxes are paid quarterly no rush and he calls me a couple hours later like no, I'm making a lot of money now. You don't understand. And <laughs> enough, about a month later, then we took a look at the numbers and it was in the seven figures. And I was like, it's amazing. I, yeah. I couldn't believe, you know, I'd never seen a client grow that that quickly. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, that's just the. Uh, that, that's
0: just... <laughs> yeah. And got a whole wealth of experience right there to, to deep dive into the, the fast paced growth and, and so on. Yeah. Wow, man. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Well that's good. So you're here to speak to and verify that it's not just some made up claim, you know, because you hear that, you know, fast is uh, growing and it sticks out and it's memorable, right? And uh, but that's that's cool stuff, man. That's an awesome story for sure. Now, how did that venture into uh like the Silk Road and and the stuff that you guys are doing there?
1: Yeah, so um I, you know, we had our separate businesses for a long time. He was always a client of mine. Uh we still work together to this day, obviously. Um, and basically what had happened was, um, I was leaving my job at Ernst & Young. Um, my business was doing really great and I was ready to take that leap into, you know, entrepreneurship and, and, you know, focus on that. Um, so he flew up to New York. He he really tricked me, to be honest with you. Uh, he flew up to New York and he said, you know, I, I know you're leaving your job. And, uh, I know I said, I was, you know, he was like, Oh, I'm in town. Let's, let's grab dinner. So I go meet him for dinner because I tricked you. I'm in town because I want to hire you as my CFO. And I was like, in my mind, I was like, I I have a business to grow. I'm focused on entrepreneurship. And like, to be honest with you, I wasn't interested at all. I just, you know, I was like, Oh, let me, he's my client. Let me keep him happy and be nice about this and, and have dinner. Um, and then he started telling me about Silk Road and the vision. And um, obviously, I knew about Ally Express, Oberlo, you know, all of the big players in space. Um, and he was explaining to me all of the issues that he's running to and what he envisioned. And ultimately, he had been getting interest from venture capitalists. Um, and, you know, I'm a tax guy. I didn't have a lot of experience being a CFO, but he told me that he was confident that I can learn it. And um, he, he needed the help. He wanted some really great put together a really great team to focus on uh, putting together this this platform.
0: Um, That's awesome.
1: So I told him, you know, we worked out the numbers, worked it out, and uh, yeah, I mean, my one A for me is obviously my business, and I'm really focusing on that. But um, yeah, yeah. Big part of what I work on too is obviously this this massive um, fulfillment platform, so, you know, for for drop shippers. So yeah. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, kind of our, our story. Yeah.
0: And I think it's really good. And then, you know, for for two reasons, one, like, and you could probably see, you know, Jared going through and other drop shippers, you know, that was another pain point that needed to be solved. And that's why, you know, the Silk Road came out to to provide the service that they're providing. And I think two is like related to what you focus on, which is related to the accounting and tax strategies and stuff that that level of experience that you have now, not just for, you know, Jared's business or a few others, but even the number of people that are going through there to see, okay, you know, this is this is how, you know, the e-commerce business is evolving and, and some of the new things that are happening. Um, I could see with that level of experience, like, you know, that, you know, you're, you're on the edge of what's happening is what I see. Yes.
1: Absolutely. Um, Jared and I were actually talking about this this morning where um, it's a very unique situation where I have a bunch of different drop shipping clients and other e-commerce businesses. You know, I do, you know, drop shipping, other types of digital marketers, Amazon, um, the coach guru types, I obviously focus on that as well. Mm-hmm. But I, like you said, I'm kind of on the, uh, I have access to see what a lot of other people are doing and friends yeah. in the space. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of a unique situation where I see what other dropshippers are doing and I see what their pain points are. Yeah. Um, so it kind of gives us some insight into you know what sorts of things might work on on the Silk Road platform.
0: No, that's powerful, man. Yeah. I mean, I can see it, and hopefully the audience is catching on to this is just like, you know, Chris is not just, you know, making his own claim that he's the accountant for dropshippers here. You can see, you know based on who he's working with and his level of experience, like probably have the most out of anybody in the world related to drop shipping, I would say. I have
1: no idea. Maybe there's somebody <laughs> out there that knows more. No drop. No. Yeah.
0: If there's someone that has more, let me know then. Uh, <laughs> right. So no, that's good stuff for sure. And uh, you know, the other cool thing that I did uh, catch and, and I did catch this was like the video that you did with Scott Hilsey, on YouTube what's the story behind meeting him and and doing the YouTube video
1: yeah so um, actually Jared had a mastermind this past summer uh, for his Jared has an info business obviously he had his students uh, he handpicked some students to show up to the mastermind event and I was one of the speakers there and so was Scott That's cool and um, we met each other nothing really serious came of it just I noticed he was a cool guy I Liked him a lot we kept in touch um, and he calls me frantically. Uh, it was like <laughs> the first couple of days in September. And he's like, Chris, you know, my accountant gave me a tax number that can't be right. Like, I feel like it's a huge percentage of the money I made, and they're calculating all these profits, and I don't think it's right. So I told him, like, listen, you know, it's September. We got to redo all your financials from the beginning of the year. You know, we'll do it. At a, at a great rate. You know, he's a friend of mine. I'll help him out. Um, we dug into the numbers and sure enough, the bookkeeper had screwed up that he was working with. Um, mm. had, had classified a ton of expenses as personal expenses or basically in theory, like pulling money out of your business. It's commonly referred to as an owner draw. So what happened yeah. is exactly what I described before where he was missing out on a ton of deductions and his profits were going up and they were calculating a tax number on a profit number that wasn't accurate. So wow. we did the work, calculated his taxes and uh, I told him, I was like, you know, obviously we, we do work for a lot of drop shippers and also coach guru types, which obviously Scott has both. Um, and our number came out significantly less than what he owed. So during that meeting, we were walking him through the numbers and, uh, he was like, um, I, I forget what I said. I think I said, um, I think I said, well, make sure you know you can keep this file. Make sure you show it to your accountant so they uh, they know what to correct. And he goes, I don't have. An, you're my accountant now. I don't have another accountant. I, I let them go. <laughs> he let, let them go. Like when I told them the tax number went down. So uh, I was on the uh, line. I saw the bookkeeper that um, I work with very often that worked on Scott stuff. I just saw on the Zoom call like he just lit up. his happy to work with Scott. So, uh, (laughs) funny, uh, it's a funny story. So then, yeah, fast forward a couple months, he was looking for some content for his YouTube channel and, uh, yeah, he tapped me, asked me if I was interested. Um, I never really promoted myself ever. I kind of grew from referrals behind the scenes, but Looked at it as a good opportunity, so I. Uh,
0: yeah, I mean, I saw that it now has like about sixteen thousand views, so uh, so I think it's a very hot topic for sure.
1: <laughs> yeah, not even tax season yet, so we'll see. Uh, we'll see. Maybe we'll get some more hits. <laughs> yeah,
0: then. yeah, and and you dropped real value, I mean, and and you guys, you know, shared the the story. You know, part of what you said here, and uh, I mean, what would you say that you know, say for the audience listening? running and even starting their drop shipping business. What are some of the common mistakes, uh, that you see that drop shippers make that they should watch out for?
1: Yeah. So a a big one is sales taxes. You want to be careful. Um, at the very least, if you're not interested in hiring someone to do the work, you should be collecting and remitting in the state that you live in. So for example, I'm in sunny Florida. If I was a drop shipper, right? All of my sales for customers located in Florida, I should be collecting sales taxes from them, then on a monthly basis, remitting those sales taxes to the state of Florida. So Mm -hmm. no joke, I probably about 95% of the new clients that I pick up are not collecting or remitting any sales taxes, which is is very bad. Um, So that's a a strong recommendation of mine. Um, Sophisticated bookkeeping is obviously very important. you see with the Scott example, you know, Scott was paying a lot of money to an accountant and a bookkeeper. And you know, if you don't have someone who understands your business specifically, there's a good chance that your profits aren't being calculated accurately. Yeah. Um, And then the, uh, the last point is having a good tax planning strategy. Um, like I said before, there's a lot of, um, you know, different tax planning strategies that are available to you as a business owner. So you definitely want to take advantage of, of whatever you can. Um,
0: and what would you say as far as like tools, you know, what, what would you recommend as like good tools that, uh, say the dropshipper should use for like bookkeeping and things like that?
1: Yeah. So absolutely QuickBooks. Um, I, uh, very, very straightforward. The way I explain it is when you put together an income statement, you know, a, a statement of all your revenues and your expenses to calculate your profits. Mm-hmm. Usually, the tendency for a new entrepreneur in the, in the drop shipping space would be, oh, let me go to Shopify, grab my revenues, I'll go to Oberlo, grab my cost of goods, and you go to all these places and try and calculate it piecemeal. Mm-hmm. What QuickBooks does is you link up your bank account and your credit cards, and it's a live feed of all of the business transactions that go through. So you don't miss anything. You don't miss the meals. You don't miss the money you spend on your office supplies. You don't miss the uh, laptop that you bought last month, you know, for 1500 bucks. So all of those things, although they might be small, they accumulate to one large number. Um, so you, you absolutely want to make sure you can deduct every single thing you can. And you know, QuickBooks is absolutely
0: uh, a tool to help you do that. Really uh, good tool for capturing. Yeah. And then for sales taxes,
1: uh tax jar is um, really great if you want to do it yourself model.
0: Um, so yeah. Oh, that's awesome, man. Yeah, that's really good. And, uh, we'll be sure to leave links to that in the show notes, uh, everything that Chris is mentioning for sure. And man, this is awesome stuff, man. One of the things that I did catch that you also provide a service, you know, related to the e-commerce accountants, maybe you could talk a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, For me, I kind of consider my business in two parts. Um, Mm -hmm. The main part of it is obviously I'm trying to grow an accounting firm. So um, the threshold I'm using now for dropshippers is 30k per month. Um, Just because, you know, if you're not as profitable, there is not as much money for you to save on taxes. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm I'm typically more expensive than most other accountants that are out there. And that's mostly because I'm niche. So I have a smaller community of people that I'm, I'm marketing to. Yeah. So, um, for me, if you meet that threshold, typically what I do is I'll get on the phone with you and do a free consultation to see, you know, what, what type of work you might be interested in. So, you know, most of the work is pretty typical of other accountants. You know, I do the bookkeeping taxes, I do sales tax work. Um, you know, so that's, you know, on my, uh, side as a, a service provider. So that's typically what I do now. What I realized due through, due through, uh, through doing consult calls and getting introduced to a lot of people in the space is there's a lot of people that are either, you know, just starting out or are, you know, starting to scale their business and are not quite to the point where they can afford to invest in an accountant and more complex tax planning strategies. Uh-huh. What, I, what I did is I put together an information product. Um, it's a course. And I, I'm, I'm not an info business guy. I'm not trying to push a course. It's priced at $97 because, you know, I don't really care about the money that much. It helps me recoup the cost of putting together the course, to be honest. Uh, but in that course, it's four hours of content and I cover all sorts of stuff. Um, you know, accounting, taxes, bookkeeping. Um, I give away, you know, several tax planning strategies. Um, I also have... Um, a quiz for if you're working with an accountant to ask them a series of four questions to see if they're actually saving you money on your tax return. Yeah. Um, I even cover, you know, foreign business owners. A lot of times they live outside of the U.S. and they're shipping products into the U.S. and they don't know, you know, if they're subject to income taxes. So, you know, there's some cool tax planning strategies around that in there. Um, and I'm not going to lie to you, it's accounting and taxes. It's, you know, not super interesting stuff, but I'm a- going <laughs> to Funny guy. I try to crack some jokes in there, make it interesting. Yeah. Uh, So yeah, um, that's uh, that. Those are the two main ways that I um, that that I run my business. There's an info side and then uh, me as a service provider.
0: And I think it's awesome because I mean I think you covered both spectrums, right? Because you know your time is valuable, and as you're growing your agency, you can only work with a certain number of clients, and they need to meet a threshold, and you're interviewing them to see if you're a good fit. But then on the flip side, like, like we talked about, I mean, this is a, this is a great opportunity and, and people are, you know, that are diving in and taking it serious are experiencing success and growth. And uh, with what Chris put together, at least there's a good information start that they have something in their hands to be aware of and then hopefully, you know, find a good local person that, that they can work with, Right.
1: Yeah. And look, here's, to be completely honest, tax and accounting is super, super complex. So what I do in the, in the info product is I take these super complex rules and I try to simplify them as much as I can and tailor them. So they're e-commerce specific. So I'm not, listen, if you take my course, you could probably do your own tax return, do your own bookkeeping. And you, you know, it's a true do it yourself product. But what I do in the course is also it's more informational for you to make informed decisions as an entrepreneur. So, I like to, the example I gave in the course is think about a time when you went to a mechanic shop. Like, I, I don't know about you, I don't know that much about cars. But when I go to the mechanic shop, if they tell me, oh, I got to fix this and this in your car, it's going to cost you 500 bucks. In my mind, I'm like, I have no idea what the time commitment is. I don't know what parts that involves. All I know is is giving me a dollar amount. I don't know if he's doing right by me, if he's getting cheap products. So what I do is I give you the tools to understand what it is that you should be doing from an accounting and tax standpoint so that you can go out there and find a highly qualified accountant. Doesn't necessarily mean expensive, but someone who actually knows what they're doing because mm-hmm. you have a working knowledge of how accounting and taxes work. Yes, yeah. uh, kind of the way that I, uh, I, I relay the message in the course.
0: And what's the best way for, for people to, to find this information that, that you're sharing?
1: Yeah, so um, you can find all, even the free consultation stuff through my website. it's ecomtaxacademy.com. Um, okay. and then there you'll see it's a landing page um, uh, kind of, kind of funny how I'm marketing to people that use you know I use a landing page for people. <laughs> pages for a living. But um, yeah, Yeah. so in there you have an option, like you can do the do-it-yourself package or uh, fill out a type form for a uh, Mm -hmm. free consultation.
0: And we'll be sure to leave a link in the show notes as well. Man, really great stuff for sure. And one of the things that has me curious about, so even with with what you're doing now, what does a day in your life look like as you're kind of like, you know, managing all of this? Yeah, may-
1: mayhem is the short way to put it. <laughs> um, luckily, I have a really, really good team. Um, that's, that's part of the reason why I, uh, my services are typically higher than a lot of other accountants. Is uh, you know, I pay my people great because they do really, really great work. Um, mm-hmm. We're a small team. I've got one guy in California um, that does primarily bookkeeping and some tax stuff. I've got uh, a team of about four people in India that um, I've been working with for about a year now that are really, really great. Um, they have an amazing operation out there. They have an uh, 18-person operation in India, and they've, uh, four of their people work full-time on my stuff. Um, and then I have another woman who works for me in California that does primarily tax. Um, so, yeah, they, they luckily awesome. they handle a lot of the client-facing, the emails, all that stuff. Um, but my, a day in my life is mostly like putting out fires, you know, to the extent that, uh, something goes wrong. I'm trying to help figure out, you know, maybe dive into some details, figure out, you know, why we're off on a reconciliation or something. Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's twofold. That goes for my business and it goes for, you know, working on the Silk Road stuff too. Um, so both sides, I have really great teams, but, uh, it's, uh, it's a lot of work. I, I work a lot, but luckily I, um, I enjoy what I do.
0: And what kind of advice would you give, like say to, to the drop shipper, you know, that, that they should be doing throughout the year. So it's not just around tax time, but what, what should they be doing throughout the year to be better prepared?
1: Yep. So a uh, common misconce- misconception with entrepreneurs in general is April 15th is when you pay your taxes. Absolutely not. Um, <laughs> it's so funny. I, um, I mean, it's, it's just from the schooling system didn't educate people on how taxes work and it should be part of the whole, you know, it should be a mandatory course in college, you know? Um, but uh, a lot of times I'll get a new client during tax season and they're like, I want you to save me money on my taxes. And it's like, well, here we are in April, 2020, I'm doing your 2019 tax return. How can I retroactively like plan for your taxes? It doesn't work like that. So, you got to plan for your taxes as soon as possible. Um, unfortunately, here we are in Jan- uh, January. You know, so tax season's right around the corner, but it's not too late to plan for 2020. Or maybe there's some cool planning strategies that we can still do for 2019. You know, so the, the biggest part of it is planning for taxes and also paying them throughout the course of the year. So, do some research into estimated tax payments. Um, that's actually something that's covered in my course but how it's supposed to work is you pay your taxes, you know, quarterly throughout the course of the year. For example, if um, let's say we're in 2020 now, you're gonna generate income through uh, April 15th, right? So at April 15th, you're supposed to stop, take a look at how much money you made and calculate a tax and pay that in prospectively, in advance basically. If you pay during tax season, technically that means you're probably paying late and that's when the IRS can come in and charge you interest and penalties on late payments. So definitely a huge pointer. Um, and then the obvious point is a uh, uh, plan to implement a good tax planning strategy. Um, yeah. that's something that's done in advance, not, not at the last minute. So
0: what's, what's an example, uh, you know, maybe so that the audience could picture that, like what's yeah. an example of what they could plan for, Uh, that they should be thinking about?
1: Yeah, so a cookie cutter tax planning strategy for dropshippers is uh, S-corp tax planning strategy. So um, what you do is pretty much all, but I see pretty much all the clients I pick up have an LLC, which is great. I I recommend getting an LLC. Mm -hmm. What you can do with an LLC, which is really cool, is you can request that the IRS treats your LLC as an S-corp. So basically for legal purposes, you own an LLC business entity, but the IRS use your LLC as an S Corp. And S Corps are fantastic for tax planning. Um, The short of it, I don't want to get into too much detail because I'll be here all day and it's boring tax stuff. (laughs) The short of it is as a business owner, the IRS tries to double tax you. You get hit with income taxes and you get hit with employment taxes. Yeah. Technically speaking, S-corps are not subject to to employment taxes. So there's absolutely some rules you have to follow. You have to pay some employment taxes. But at the end of the day, if you implement uh, an S-corp tax planning strategy, the tax savings can be substantial. And just to put it into perspective, um, the tax rate for employment taxes is 15.3%. Okay. So if you make $100,000 in profits or taxable income, we're talking about, Fifteen thousand dollars or fifteen point three thousand dollars that we are working with you to try and cut down the taxes on you know we could usually knock that down you know eighty percent or seventy percent so um, mm-hmm. absolutely highly recommend uh corp setups
0: yeah, yeah, no, that's awesome, man, and uh yeah, I mean, I understand like you know most people maybe people listening this is doesn't sound like a sexy topic, but I mean. It, at the end of the day, it's money. And, it, you know, you're you're running your business and you're hoping to make, you know, money and profits. But if you're not thinking about this end of things, uh, and if you're not planning ahead, then you're losing money at this point. And, and that's why, you know, the way that you described everything, and, and I took a look at uh, at, at your page, of, you know, you're basically saving people money because you're teaching them how to how to be proactive and then take action and plan appropriately. Right? Absolutely. Yeah.
1: It's better to run into a situation like, so this is the way I think about it. To, paying taxes sucks. Let's be real. I, <laughs> I'm, you know, the person who has the bad news that I'm bringing to, but it's more helpful when you know in advance what's coming and plan for it and potentially mitigate or reduce what's potentially coming rather than you come in April 10th, go in an, an accountant and they're going to tell you, you know, oh, you owe $80,000 in taxes in five days. And it's like, what, (laughs) Mm -hmm. how am I going to pay taxes? And, and, you know, so yeah, it's definitely, you want to be, um, you want to be informed. You want to make informed business decisions and you want to know, especially from a cash flow standpoint, you know, plan for taxes. It's important.
0: And, and even some of the advantages, you know, say for even some of the the newbies that are getting started in their own business, you know, compared to, you know, if they didn't have a business before, but now they're operating their business out of their home, you know, what, what are some of those advantages that, you know, they should be mindful of that they're that they're taking advantage of because now they have a home-based business that they're operating out of and there's some advantages there that they didn't have before.
1: Absolutely. Um, so like any good accountant will tell you, it depends. Um,
0: a lot <laughs> yeah,
1: but I'll give you a quick example. Um, you're for example, a homeowner. Okay. So, uh, typically how it works. If you own a home, it's a personal asset. It's not deductible on your tax return. There are aspects of being a home homeowner that are deductible, but not the actual home itself. If you're a homeowner and you have a stay at home business, technically part of your home could be considered an office space. So the IRS is cracked down and is very, very strict on these rules, mostly because a lot of people nowadays have at home businesses and it's growing every year. So um, technically speaking, how the rules work is you have to deem a part of your property as business use only. Like literally the IRS says in the rules, like the only thing that you use the space for is for business use only, you know? So if you're warehousing inventory at home, or if you have a desk that you only use for business or whatever, um, you know what you're technically supposed to do is, you know, estimate what the square footage is, and that portion of your home becomes tax deductible. So uh, let's say you have a hundred thousand dollar house, and ten percent of it is deemed your for business use. You can uh, deduct through what's called depreciation. You can deduct uh part of the value of your home as a business expense. Um so that's just one example. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Really cool stuff you could do with. It. <laughs> yeah, so I mean it's it goes to show, you know, some of the advantages that you get, you know, now being a business owner and really that spreads across, you know, all types of businesses, but I mean, you know, with the ability to now, you know, like we talked about, you know, you have this ability at your fingertips to, to start a business and you could be in operations and, and you know, even if it's not sexy, but at, at the end of the day, it's about, you know, it's about money. And, uh, and if you're looking to optimize your profits, you know, this is one aspect of it that people should be thinking about. Right. Yeah.
1: Not <laughs> sexy, at least a handsome face to look at.
0: Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. And actually I, it reminded me, you know, I remember I was doing some research and I was looking at your Instagram profile. And I saw you doing like some powerlifting, those like deadlifts kind of thing. Well, what was that? You do uh, you do a lot powerlifting or what tells the story behind that?
1: Yeah. So um, I've been trying to train as much as I can. Um, I hired a personal trainer that basically he doesn't even personal train for me anymore. Literally, his job is to hold me accountable for going to the gym.
0: Wow, good, I good. work
1: so much. I work all the time. And I love what I do. I just get, it's almost like an addiction. I, I just work so much that uh, I don't have a lot of time for other things. So the gym is absolutely a priority for me. Yeah. So, um, yeah, his job is literally every Sunday, he'll call me. He'll go through my, um, my fitness pal. Uh, uh-huh. like my meals were like, he'll go through um, my routine. as has an app that tracks, you know, what I lift, when I lift. And uh, yeah, if I miss days or if I cheat on my diet, he'll fat shame me or, you know, so <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a, a very important, I, I believe fitness, you know, keeping yourself in good physical condition is extremely important. So I, uh, it's a, it's a high priority in my life.
0: That's awesome, man. Yeah, no, it's good. And I'm glad that you touched on that as far as, you know, keeping, uh, keeping your life in balance, right? I mean, uh, yeah. you got things that are popping off and you're trying to keep up with everything, but but still, you know, you know, making time to, to keep your life in balance and, you know, maybe even uh, talk about that, you know, like, because I think it's cool that you touched on, you know, you found somebody to help hold you accountable yeah. and the importance of that. I was wondering if you could speak to that.
1: Yeah. So uh, accountability and having self, uh, keeping yourself accountable is extremely important. Um, luckily, yeah. I don't, I'm not much of a procrastinator when it comes to like important things like work and so that, I'm luck- lucky in that I don't have to deal with that. Um, but what's important with, when it comes to balance specifically is you find time for hobbies. And um, for me, um, kind of funny, like my favorite things to do are like, I, I love to read, you know, find some place. Like I, I live in Florida, so I just go upstairs by the pool, you know, read for a half hour a day or I try to. Um, and uh, yeah, I've gotten into salsa dancing. Recently, I'm the biggest awesome. you know. Um, yeah. <laughs> so left feet, the only Puerto Rican with two left feet. Uh, but yeah, so hobbies are important. And on the accountability topic, you know, I make sure I do with friends because it's kind of twofold. You make time to see your friends. Uh, yeah. And it's not like you're going to the bar boozing every weekend. You know, it's you're doing something fun, active, and um, kind of killing two birds with one stone. You're doing something fun and you're spending time with your friends or family. So,
0: yeah. Wow. Man, that's good, man. Yeah, keeping your life in balance important and uh, holding yourself accountable. And like you said, I mean, people have strengths in different areas. And and you and you knew that, okay, in certain areas, you're, you're finding someone else, you know, and I would even word it like I kind of describe it, it has been a, a common pattern for a lot of successful people that, uh, you know, they've had a mentor in, in some shape or fashion, you know, whether it be you know, one-on-one or through, you know, maybe they're following somebody on YouTube or, you know, or they bought someone's information product. But, you know, what, uh, I was wondering if you could speak to that, like the importance of, you know, mentorship and things like that.
1: Yep. Um, so I have two kind of unofficial mentors, both of which are actually family members. Um, both entrepreneurs. I have an uncle who lives in South Africa that a company called, Planet Fitness, not not affiliated with the American Planet Fitness, but uh, they actually started. It was like within the same year or like a year apart from each other. Um, and he owns a chain of fifty gyms in South Africa, and it's this huge yeah company that he owns you know outright on his own. He's spent it's his life work that he spent growing it, um, and absolutely brilliant entrepreneur, super super smart, very crazy also. Um, but he is, he gives me the best advice when it comes to business. Um, he just has a knack for it. So he's always been a mentor type to me when I get into situations or major decisions that, um, he's been a great person, you know, actually yeah. he another uncle who's based here in America that, uh, used to own an oil and gas company that he sold, uh, must've been like eight years ago now made more money than God. <laughs> <And> he's, <laughs> he's another one that's just, uh, been, you know, a great mentor, like person. He just, the way he thinks in terms of business is just very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Wh- uh, wise or astute or, you know, mm-hmm. so just, um, I have, I, I'm lucky to have good mentors, you know? Yeah.
0: Wow, that's awesome, man. And uh yeah, I'm glad that you shared that. And even, it's even been it's been powerful to, you know, have that in your in your family as well and and to be able to lean on them. Really great stuff for sure. And so hopefully for the audience listening, you know, you could see that, you know, in different aspects of, of running your business and where Chris is going, you know, always looking and leaning on other areas to kind of take it to the next step, right? And other people could be mindful of that.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Oh man, that's awesome! Wow, man. Well, I see that we're get, getting close to the hour here, and I want to be respectful of of your time. Um, I want to make sure. So, what's the best way for people to to follow you and stay in touch with you?
1: Yeah, so um, Instagram, absolutely. Uh, I am the, for the first time this year. I'm going to be releasing uh, free accounting and tax tips. Uh, I don't know how often yet what the cadence is going to be, but during this tax season, I'm going to be uh, releasing helpful content, um, through Instagram stories. Um, so you can catch me there on Instagram. Um, if you're interested in getting in touch with me or my team, um, visit ecomtaxacademy.com, Um, and that's the whole space where you can access the, um, the information product and then also, uh, you know, register for a free consultation as well. So those are the two best ways to, uh, to get in touch with me.
0: Oh, that's awesome for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you got me interested. I'm going to definitely uh, grab that information packet because one of the things that I do related to the podcast, you know, even for other people, um, I do my best to do my research uh, to try to bring people that have been, you know, keeping it real, providing, uh, you know, real value onto the podcast to try to help people avoid the fakes out there because there's a lot of, you know, internet scammers and things like that. But, you, the audience could totally capture based on everything that you share that, you know, you've been keeping it real the whole time and, and helping people in this space, which is, which is really needed. I mean, you're, you're filling a gap that, uh, that is really needed. Um, so I'm definitely going to go through that, the information, uh, course that, that you have. Uh, and I was wondering, it kind of led me to the point, is it cool to follow up with you, you know, maybe six months from now or something like that afterwards, it's just, to have you back on the podcast.
1: Of course. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: That'd be awesome, man. Yeah. We'll follow up for sure. Well, as we get close to the end here, I want to give you a chance to leave some closing remarks with the audience. So I'll let you take it away.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's been great to be on here. Uh, I enjoy, um, you know, your podcast. So it's really great to be a guest and uh, I look forward to chatting, I guess in the next six months.
0: Yeah. I mean, you're, you're, you're diving into something that is really big and, I think you're going to reach a lot of people. So, and I'd say for the audience listening, you know, be sure to, be sure to reach out because I think it's something that, I think it's something that's important. It's a need right now that people should be mindful of and proactive about. Take advantage of, you know, Chris's time while it's available and the information that he's sharing while it's available. So I think that's really awesome. So thanks a lot, Chris. I appreciate it.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Tech Money Talks. Endorsed by Player FM, you help make Tech Money Talks the number one dropshipping podcast on the planet. You help the show go mainstream because Tech Money Talks podcast is now officially sponsored by Spotify. If you're ever in Chicago, join our Dropship Chicago meetup group held at 1871 to meet with me personally and other professional dropshippers. We do meetings weekly. I'm now producing new, valuable content on YouTube weekly. Go check it out and subscribe. Tech Money Talks is teaching you all about money-making opportunities that technology can bring. We're just getting started. There's more great things to come. Stay plugged in. Throw me a shout out and remember, you're just one product away.